Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I am your better host, Will. I'll take it. That's fine. I mean, it all determines, uh, or it all depends on how you determine better. Well, better as in I was made in the image and likeness of God. Well, I too was made in the image and likeness of God. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So what do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to find out today in in this podcast. Which is a great follow-up to last month's topic of sex and pornography and I think a good understanding of who we are and who each other are created in the image of God as sons and daughters of God can certainly help us in keeping away from certain sexual thoughts and behaviors. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, (laughs) if you're thinking about um, those kind of sexual sins being... uh, being considered, you know, a an unholy violation of ourself and a sin against God, um, and being created in His image, in His likeness, um, then uh, for sure it would be it would be great to have a better understanding of uh, what that means, just so you can right just comprehend that a little bit more <laughs> deeply. I think. Um, I just think it's harder to look at someone in a sexual way who's not your spouse mm. and degrade them in that way when you know sure that they're made in the image and likeness of God sure. and what that yeah. means. Yeah. So hopefully we can fill in a little about what that means today. Yeah. And uh, that just put a thought in my head for a future oh. uh, possible um podcast (laughs) but yeah we won't get into it uh we won't get into it here and i'll probably forget by the time we're done recording So just say it real quick now so we can go back to the recording uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off on that i'm gonna hold off type it in your notes (laughs) right oh gee so we're created in the image and the likeness of god um at least uh what i found is that only a few translations use both um, image and likeness. Uh, so uh, originally I was kind of thinking like, well, you know, okay, well, what's the difference between image and what's the difference between likeness and da, 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 da. And um, digging into it was actually, it was good. It was fun. Um, and definitely helped me have a better connection in that way um, with my maker. And uh, so, yeah, what, what does it mean? Um, to be created in the likeness of God. Um, and I think if we just jump right into it, uh, I think the first thing that we'd have to look at is um, the author. Because when, when we look at um, being created in, in his image, you know, obviously that's, that's coming from Genesis. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Um, continues on to say they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So one major point that we can't leave out is although uh, I don't have, uh, I'd probably need to zoom in on that in order to see, but (laughs) uh, although there is a period there, um, the full thought is not complete in just that 
uh, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, sure. right? Uh, the full, complete thought would be um, being in the image of God, uh, that we would have rule, right? That we would have yeah. some some sort of uh, uh, dominating authority. Right? So I'm looking at a couple different versions here. So the ESV has a period. The NASB, which is a more literal word-for-word sure. translation, sure. has a semicolon there. Okay, so then it's recognizing um, the separate thought, right? Right. Well, the continuation of that. Or, same yeah, thought. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we had a, a little bit of technical difficulty there, so we had to uh, try and come back in. This um, is take two. This is take two. <laughs> we don't normally have that. Like we don't normally have uh, a lot of this. Uh, We've material. never cut anything. Not that you would know because, you know, it's the quality of content exactly. is so good. Or I should say the production quality is so good. Content, of course, is what it is. Uh, but our our ability to uh, produce it in podcast form, you know, that's on us, unfortunately. All right, um, so we probably just went way off topic. From, maybe. I, I Probably. Yeah, we, we probably were. just were going in one direction. And they're like, right. where the heck? So anyway, so the image and likeness uh, is is not just stop there and, and think. You know, you need to you need to consider um, consider that it, it comes with some sort of authority. But um, well, sure, because that verse twenty six. I mean, we like to let scripture define scripture, right? So if you're sitting right. there trying to go, well, what does it mean to be in the image and likeness? Well, there's a lot of things. Um, that the rest of Scripture unfolds for us and kind of explains as we get to know God, who God is, know who we are. But sure, and, just, and just so this, like, yeah. that's that's where like word studies can get a little bit um, scary. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 scary, I guess is it's probably a, a bad uh, bad term for it. But like, it's so easy to take a word and make it say or manipulate it to say whatever you want really you know that's that's why I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like uh the verse of the day because you can take one single verse and make it say a lot of things right so especially because sometimes it seems like it's just an algorithm picking the verse sure it's not an actual person picking <laughs> sure <it>. so <laughs> you know uh so some some of the ways in which that we take these um uh, these words or portions of scripture and really uh, try to find out what it's saying is um, just to obviously put it into context. But what does that mean to put it in context? What does it look like to put something into context? Um, so we're going to first look at uh, just the, the author of Genesis, who is Moses, right? God. God, he came down and he wrote on the scroll and uh, they put that into... Hey, it's happened before. Well, he wrote on the stone. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, okay, what it took for God's finger to write on the ta- stone tablets, um, would, the, would the scrolls of animal hide uh, just like... Caught on fire. <laughs> just evaporate into dust. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, um, off topic. Yeah, again, Moses, off topic. author. <laughs> Moses is the author. So what? Let's let's take that into consideration and say, okay, where is Moses at this point? Um, as far as his his overall worldview, 
right? So one thing we have to look at is that um, Genesis, the beginning of Genesis, what, however you figure your timeline, uh, let's just let's just call it four thousand BC ish, um, is it's not being written with a four thousand BC worldview, right? Worldview meaning what's going on in the world, how uh, how your daily business is, is conducted and and whatnot. So it's it's being it's being written, it's being told uh, from the words of someone who is is living um, only fourteen hundred fifty years before Christ. Sure. So, um, so the Ten Commandments were actually created, or were yeah, were created. I'm going to use the word created yeah. um, before Genesis was written. Right up until then, Genesis, the, the, all those stories were um, were all orally uh, passed down from generation to generation. Right. So and creation so- happens. Several years go by. Then we get the book of Genesis written. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so like, like all things that are written should have, um, there's a point to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, and, and we structure our writings to, um, emphasize that point. Right. And so, um, keep in mind that these writings are being, structured in a way uh, to mean something to people of this time period, the 1450 to 1400 BC time period, right? Um, So you got to kind of know what's going on in the world and what what are the main world uh, philosophies uh, or cosmologies, I guess, is is maybe a better way of, of putting it. Um, so anyway, so yeah, it was, it was written after the 10 commandments and, uh, what are some of the things we we, that are going on in the world at the time? You know, we have the, the, the Hittites are, um, kind of a world power, um, Egypt being, I would say probably one of the second, uh, greatest powers in the world. Um, you know, the Israelites have just essentially wussed out on the promised land, right? And being banned sure. to the desert. They, they, they chickened out on, <laughs> on their great gift from God. And now they're um, uh, forced to wander in the desert for 40 years. And this is that time where um, Moses writes uh, Genesis writes these words well he didn't exactly write these words because right he he wrote it in hebrew right um <laughs> but Not english yeah yeah so you know we're looking at a a people that have just um lived generations right for 400 years living in egypt under uh a polytheistic standard practice if you will and um you know, those gods were essentially geographically contained, um, not necessarily how we view God as, um, you know, being omnipresent, right? Being mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, the God of the sea is in the sea and the God of the wind is in the, and you know, they're, they're localized, right? Um, 
So uh, one other thing to point out is that it is written in a time where standard practice is uh, kingdoms ruled by kings. And these kings are essentially, um, I mean, most, most of them are building structures, having stones being carved in their image and all that type of stuff, um, and considering themselves gods. And so are, you know, that gods themselves are yeah. having, uh, are being carved into images and all this type of Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. So, so we're, we're looking at this worldview, and then we see the, the story written of creation and how God created us in his image. So, so the, the, um, the audience receiving this, the original audience receiving this book would have all of what you just mentioned and um, what was going on in the context, how kings were viewed as gods and idols being made and everything. That was their norm. They knew that. Right. Yep. So in that context, as someone in that area of time now sits down and reads Genesis one twenty six, let us make man in our image and our likeness. And they're viewing... They're going to automatically start thinking one way. Yeah, and they've just they've just witnessed this all-powerful God um, defeat the gods of Egypt right. through the plagues, yep. right? And if you know about the plagues, like each plague actually has a representation of each of the gods of Egypt, right? And it's just showing how our one God... He one by one uh-huh. defeats all of these other gods, right. right? And so, so they're seeing this powerful God who's, you know, been leading them around in a cloud of smoke and a pillar of fire, and now they're seeing, they're hearing, we're made in His image, right? Hmm. Totally different than how we hear we're made in the image of God, right? I mean, it's it's. Certainly. So when we hear it, like even when we sat down to talk, start talking about this, I feel like our minds automatically went to, well, what about me is like God? So God walks upright on two feet. So, so, so <laughs> you know? no, but yeah. seriously, that's yeah. the kind of things our mind starts going to. Right. Um, or even we, and we start to try to be so specific um, that I think, think we missed the whole point of, yeah. of what's trying to be said here. Yeah, so this whole image is not necessarily even, um, it's not necessarily the physical image. Um, it's not at all <laughs> the physical image because God, okay, there's argument, uh, Christ is, is God. Um, well, there's not in, argument, Christ in, is God. Yeah, Christ is God. <laughs> but I'm saying there's an argument yeah. that, because Christ is God, um, that uh, th- that that's the image you know we're created in and and whatever. However, that totally kind of misses the whole point <laughs> point of this. Um, so how, so how I know we didn't talk about this. So how would we relate that then? Because in Second Corinthians four, it says that it it you know he himself is Jesus is the image of God. 
But it's not talking about his physical body. Right. Okay. Right. And that's where we get hung up on the specifics <coughs> or too specific. Right. And and so like think of it as, you know, if you built a computer and created a computer, you can uh you can create a program that defines you in that computer, right? Even even having a pixelated uh representation of sure. who you are and uh my memoji. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit 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 emoji. Well, yeah, yeah. So, however that no matter how good and how how exact that is, it's still not you because you're not a uh, pixelated sure. uh, program, right? <laughs> uh, so it's kind of the same way. You know, we have this all-powerful God out there somewhere, however that even looks, right? Um, possibly in in another dimension possibly I, I don't know i don't know exactly how that looks um all i can possibly do is find something uh around me that i understand to to put together who he is right so that's what we have to be careful of is to think oh this is the physical image of god no 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 not the physical sure, image. sure because when and <clears throat> When God created Adam and then Eve, Jesus did not have a physical body yet. Sure. So to be created in the image and likeness of God at that time, there was right. no, even even taking it from Moses' worldview, Jesus did not have a physical body. Right. So that may not have even been their initial thought as the original audience. Oh, I have, I have a physical Sure. It might not have anything to do with the physical body. Right. Well, everything to do with maybe the spiritual side. Correct. Or eternal side of things. Correct. And and if we look at the fact, um, so let's let's point to two uh, pretty important um, commandments, not that any one is better than the other, whatever. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Uh, but, you know, y- your first and second commandments, right? Um. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, this is this is very much an understand uh, an understandable reference to they just came out of Egypt where there are multiple gods. Right. Right. And each one has their own special special expertise and blah, 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 blah. And God is sitting here saying, no. You saw what I did in Egypt. I just annihilated all of those. Nobody is before me, right? Um, and then it goes on to say that you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above. So here again, we see that image and likeness right. Uh, vocabulary, right? So now we're not making... Uh, we're not supposed to make anything in the image and likeness of God. However, we jump to uh, the precursor yet written after (laughs) um, Genesis that says 
We are made in the image and likeness of God. Um, and so it, 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 to, to really have a solid understanding of this and, and I'm sure there's, I, I'm not saying that I, that I do, I, I, I think I'm on the right track, but I, I can't say for sure that I've got a solid sure. understanding of it all. I'm the, I, there's always room to grow my, I do not have the capacity, the capacity to even, um, fully grasp any of this if I spent my entire life trying. Um, but these two first two commandments, uh, it's, it's something that sets Israel apart from the rest of the world. It, it separates them from the polytheism and it separates them from, um, trying to, trying to represent their God with what's physical and available, right? And God is saying, no, you are my likeness. You are my image. So so we're if you if you look at how how sometimes the word image can be uh defined, we're we're the idol of God. And I I I probably just made a bunch of people gasp, right? <laughs> like but <laughs> but but hear me out here and I'm gonna try to explain this how I'm uh how I'm uh, how it's working out in my head. Sometimes okay. getting from my head through my lips doesn't exactly work that well. <laughs> Let's right? work it. Let work it. Um, so it, it, it's definitely daring and, and a little frightening to say it uh, because I could be very wrong. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think we need to rethink our definition of um, idol, right? So when they're talking about idol, when we think of an idol, we automatically, usually we automatically think some sort of uh, statue or some sort of um, evil thing, right? Okay. Um, and I know we can take that on to uh, be a, a, a person who's our idol, which is where we get American Idol, right? We got the mm-hmm. the... TV show. I don't even know if that's still a TV show. I've yeah, never, I don't know. I haven't Used watched to be. it in years. Um, so, so idol from someone we just look up to, right? And want to be like, right? To yeah. but okay. So then we're looking at that word like that, and like, okay, so does God want to look up to and be like us? No, I hope not. no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We need to redefine our definition of idol and look at it in in uh, the perspective of the written time right and so um if we if we look at image and likeness image being sometimes referred to as idol like a graven image um but we see the two words combined together image and likeness these are not two different things likeness is simply um being used to clarify what is meant by image right right so so how, how do we do that, right? It's not idol as in, you know, something that God worships, but it's idol as in the image and likeness. This is something that represents God, just as if we, uh, just as if the Egyptians carved out an idol to represent their God, God carved out an idol to kind of represent himself here on earth um, through us. Now, 
Now, keep in mind, this is before the fall. <laughs> keep in mind, this is before, uh, before we messed it all up. And so, if, so, so we, we are representatives. We are, we are God's representatives here on earth. Mm-hmm. Scripture backs that up. And even if you look at the, um, you know, the time of, of kings and quote-unquote gods, god kings, if you will, they're the representative of the god. They have the authority. They have the rule. And ultimately, if we're the image of God, we, have, we are rulers of earth under his command. We are in his image because we carry his authority. Certainly. I mean, right, right in Genesis, after saying... Let us make man in our image and likeness. Yeah, is where he goes into. They're going to have authority to rule over exactly all the animals. To and and verse twenty seven. Just want to quickly point out. Um, God created man as, in His own image, and it says male and female. He created them. Man just means humanity. So yep, even more so to go against the image and likeness is not physical because if Jesus was male. Than female, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a hermaphrodite, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then he continues to go: be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over it. Like that's the authority that you're talking about that we have that other animals don't. Like we are different in that regard. With that, as we were created in God's image, not the fish, not the bear, or whatever. Like they don't have the authority to rule like we do. Right. And, and, um, you know, so (laughs) yeah, I, when we look at this authority, um, and a lot of it just comes down to our day to day when we're looking at, okay, the image of God, I, I, um, this this isn't something okay we've got authority in only this spiritual realm or whatever like we are sons and daughters as believers we are sons and daughters of the very one who created us that's power and we don't see this as power as much because we live in a society where um as i mentioned earlier today at our, our prayer meeting this morning we live in a society where your bloodline, your family reputation doesn't define you. Uh, and we do that for the reason that, you know, I'm not pathetic because sure. my, you know, family's pathetic. Right. And you, you build up your own, who you are, which is great in a way because it, prevents the ability of someone to look down on you for who you are, however, or where you come from, I guess. But however, it it also requires then that you are judged based on your works. Yeah. And if we find that we're created... On our own merits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we find that we're created in the image of God and we're solely relying on that... Um, that bloodline, we're being bought into his family. Obviously, I'm not Jewish, so I'm not a part of that original <laughs> bloodline, right? <clears throat> but we're adopted sons and daughters. Yeah, and so therefore, we were. It, it doesn't come down to our own day to day 
performance, it comes down to, you know what, uh, regardless, I, I, I'm a child of God. Bam. I, I have yeah. this authority, <laughs> right? Yeah. I have the signet ring, right? <laughs> you know? So just a couple quick things. This is just some thoughts out of, uh, it's called a book called Bible Doctrine, um, written by Wayne Grudem. Um, I won't necessarily quote everything here, but he kind of defines this, um, our pursuit for trying to identify what does it mean and look like that we as humanity is created in the image and likeness of God. And he says that it's basically um, the two words are similar, like you had mentioned, um, and they repeat themselves. Like the likeness is just clarifying image. And what he's saying is there's, um, there's a lot of controversy over what, what it means. Like people are, are fighting over the specifics. Well, does it mean that I have a moral compass? Does it mean, because guess what? Your neighbors who are worshiping Satan are also created in the image and likeness yeah. of God. Yeah. This is all humanity. So, so okay, so moral compass has nothing to do with <laughs> right? it. Yep, like like exactly. there, there's a lot of, now, well, and even our own moral compass, that, because well, it's yeah. not our moral compass. We're adopting the moral compass. And, of, and ours is flawed uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But what, what he says is that if we, uh, the original readers would have just taken it to believe, to mean this, let us make man. So God saying, let us make man to be like us and represent us. So, so to try to identify that with specifics, like there's no such list that could justify it because in order sure. to do so, sure. we would have to completely know all the attributes and who God is and ourselves. We'd have to know ourselves sure. completely to make those connections. It doesn't exist. It's not out there. Does that mean we shouldn't try? No, because the rest of scripture does give us some, I, I would say probably some specifics. We can go, yep, our eternity is one thing that separates us from sure. the animals. Sure. Whether you're good or bad, we are gonna we have a spirit and it's gonna be eternal, just like God. Like sure. so, there's some things where that we can draw that distinction. But the fall, when the fall happened, it distorted a lot of um, our image and likeness. Yeah. But but not so much so that it doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, because in Genesis nine six, um, it for God. Uh, for God made man in his own image. And then it talks about how it's okay. Like basically he's uh, Moses is setting or Abraham is setting up the, um, I, I don't know what, what you'd call it. The, the death sentence. Okay. Uh, it's gotcha. okay. If someone kills somebody, it like basically you kill them. Right. And the reason given was because, God made man in his own image. So even after the fall, there's enough of our image and likeness, our representation of God, that God takes shedding of blood so serious still mm -hmm. that it's basically, it's a sin against God himself. Like, so there's, there's a, a connection there. Of course, someday when we, uh, I think first, uh, first John three, I think mentions that when we um, when we appear before Christ, we will be like Him. So there there will be a time that the fall and all the sin is wiped clean, 
and we again will be brought into the perfect likeness and image of God, but we're not there yet. Right. Right. So you said, uh, can you, can you read yes. what that says again? Which part? As far as the, uh, <laughs> the image and likeness is basically saying what? Oh, that's why I summarized what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he says the, um, let us make man in our image after our likeness. It simply would have meant to the original readers, let us make man to be like us and to represent us. Is so that, that word represent, yeah. um, we see it multiple times in uh, the New Testament. Um, one of those times is in uh, Colossians uh, chapter 3, uh, where we read, and whatever, um, this is verse uh, chapter 3, verse 17, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Um, that that's just one Absolutely. Of, of many times that we're being reminded that we're representatives because again, from the very beginning, chapter one, uh, uh, we're, we're shown to be a representative and as a representative, having that authority, um, giving us dominion over the earth, I think that, okay. So, so if that's the image of God, what is, how do we, have that dominion properly represented um, to to bear the image of God, right? Um, how do we uh, rule over the earth to um, and and the creatures of the earth, I guess, uh, with the authority of God Himself? And I think a couple just just a couple of examples um, for one is to to care for it. Yeah. To do what's best for it, right? I mean, uh, you know, not just not just his people, but his entire creation, animals. Uh, I I'm pretty sure we brought this up before, but like a forest left left to itself does not yield uh, and is not as healthy as a forest that is managed by, um, you know selective cutting of trees to allow more sunlight and to allow other trees to grow and, you know, uh, cutting, cutting dead branches so that they don't infect and rot the entire tree. And, you know, like all of these things, even animal management, you know, if you, uh, which Michigan needs to do a better job. (laughs) Michigan does. Yes. Michigan does need to do a better (laughs) job with that. That's for another topic. Um, uh, write that down. (laughs) But, like even with, uh, you know, we see there's an ebb and flow to, to that because, you know, for a while you'll have an influx of predators and then, well, if those predators aren't managed, then they starve to death slowly and miserably because there's not enough food source. And then likewise, if there's prey animals, they can reproduce. And then if they're not properly managed, they can painfully and miserably starve to death because there's not enough food source in the area or whatever. It's like, so when things are managed, it's healthier. It thrives better. There's, you know, there's more, um, it's just better when things are properly managed. Um, it could mean that we help grow and nurture just like that. You know, the, uh, it could, it, it 
might just mean that we improve or progress the world, you know, and I, I think of specifically um, the parable of the talents, right? Um, this this concept of being given something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're given this authority to, to rule and dominion the earth. Uh, and then to do nothing with it. And to do, no- yeah, yeah. Um, would be just like burying the talon in the ground so that, you know, hmm. we don't screw it up. Right. Sure. Well, <laughs> that that was not good. Right. Take a little risk, do a little something, and and when when God calls us home, He can say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. I gave you this, and you turned it into this." Right. Like, yeah. awesome. Good job. Um, you know, live with a purpose, and and ultimately communicate with Him. On a continuous basis, because I, I, you know, I think of, um, you know, a, a commander and his officers, right? How best do, especially when there's changes in circumstances and things like that, how best do officers um, rule over their troops is by continually communicating with the commander so that everybody's on the same page, right? right. Yeah. Um, that's a requirement. <laughs> I mean, to be made in the image of God and to stay in that image uh, and to properly. I mean, there's there's so many ways that we could take this specifically. Oh, sure. Even with community. Okay, so they're sure. the Trinity and we're made for community. Sure. Intentionally, we've kept it general, trying not to get too specific. But just a couple of, of ending thoughts here. Um, it, it, this brings up the question, okay, if God created us, not the animals, not the trees, not anything else. Of all the mag- you know, magnificent things he's created, he created us to be in his image and likeness, to be like him and to be represent you know, representatives of him. What does that what does it mean to be a representative? But to to you know to do the will and, and everything. And so what is what were we created for? Isaiah says um, we were created for his glory. We were created to bring him glory. Like, and so if we're representing, representing him and all that we know of God, it's done in love and it's done with somebody else in mind. And I'll end with this quote um, from that same book, which he's, he's saying, this um, this doctrine and understanding this should lead us basically to this. It says, um, it would be good for us to reflect on our likeness uh, of God more often. It will probably amaze us to realize that when the creator of the universe wanted to create something in his image, something more like himself, than all of the rest of creation he made us. This realization will give us a profound sense of dignity and significance as we reflect on the excellence of all the rest of God's creation. We are more like our creator than in, than any of these other things. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly... If you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast. 
held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.